0: From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Ticats Today with Louis Butko. Yes, it is. Thai Cats Today for a Monday, November the 7th, 2022. And uh, yeah, a bit more of a solemn day today. As uh, you saw the game yesterday, the Ticats season is over. After falling to the Montreal Alouettes, in the East semi-final in Montreal and uh, let me just say on a personal level uh, I'm, I'm glad the sun rose this morning uh, but it did rise this morning and uh, life goes on and, and I understand the passion that, that Cats fans bring to this game and to this sport and to this city for this team um, that being said, no one in that locker room today uh, is happy nobody is jovial, nobody's uh, satisfied with the way the season went. Um, and uh, we're going to hear from a lot of people throughout the week, uh, including on this show today. Coming up, we're going to hear from the coaches. Uh, we'll hear from the head coach, Orlando Steinauer. We'll hear from the offensive coordinator, Tommy Kundell. And we'll hear from the defensive coordinator, Mark Washington. They're also the assistant head coaches of the Hamilton Tiger cats and then uh, the Hamilton spectator Steve Milton uh, gonna be by on today's show tomorrow we'll take a look at the offense we'll hear from Dane uh, we'll hear from Simone uh, we'll hear from some of the guys who have been a bit banged up Chris Van Zyl uh, who else did we here from this uh, today uh, lots of lots of people lots of people we're gonna be here uh, for at least a couple of days I think I don't know I, I got to do a show today uh, we'll see if they let me do a show tomorrow. Um, so I, I'm not that I'm going to say anything, but I, we just don't know yet. So, uh, I'm here today. I'll likely be here tomorrow and Wednesday, uh, but we'll keep you apprised throughout the week on our plans here on the, uh, Ticats audio network, because when I know them, you will know them. And, uh, and that's what it's all about here. Uh, you, the fans. And, uh, let me just say personally, have appreciated your support all season long. Notice the listeners kind of clicked up there a little near the end, uh, which is great because everybody loves a winner and uh, I'm glad that you were tuning in. And uh, if you have supported me on this show and, and throughout my time here with the cats uh, just to let you know, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, it's the reason that uh, I get to do this is because you listen to it. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. But uh, like I said, you're stuck with me probably, maybe, I don't know, maybe for a couple more days, a few more days. I, I, I really don't know, so I can't tell you. Uh, but when I do have uh, plans for the future, I'll be sure to uh, to pass them along to you, the uh, the loyal listener here at Ty today. I, I, I mean, I really don't need to dive too much into that. We're gonna do with the game. We're gonna get into that with uh, the Hamilton spectator Steve Milton uh, later on. Uh, but it was locker, clean out day, final meetings uh, with coaches and, and, and players. And uh, let's start with the head coach and president of football ops of the Ticats. Here's Orlando Steinauer as we caught up with him today.
1: Yeah, I feel like obviously we're, you know, disappointed. Let me just start with that first emotion. Just disappointed. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't play better. Uh, and, that, you know, it's always, it's always bitter, right? It's bitter when it doesn't end the way you envision it. Um, with that being said, when you reflect, there's just, there hasn't been enough time. You know, to sit here and say that I wasn't proud of how we were resilient and we persevered, we responded to adversity, we didn't divide. Um, to not take any of those positives along the way is a disservice, right? We're not, you know, not going to be defined by a scoreboard. You know, like I always say, football is is really what I do. It's not, it's not who I am. And so, um, we're not in this to compete. We're in it to win championships. We understand that, but. Um, at the end of it, if you can't take anything that you did along the journey, uh, it's very short-sighted. So uh, I'm proud of everybody. Uh, effort was never in question. Execution obviously needs to be better, but um, super proud. We, we overcame a lot of things this year, did a lot of things for, you know, just I could point them out all along the way. Um, falling short. Unfortunately, as long as they keep score, that's that's the name of the game. so i'm uh, yeah, I'm extremely proud uh, that the list is too long, but also disappointed uh, the goal is to win championships, and we fell short. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to ask them how they feel about the organization. I know that we've laid a strong foundation. I think it's it's withstood the test of time. It's something that you know I've believed in since I've been here uh, as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, they're gonna be disappointed. But again, I want them to take the things that we did well, right? There's always gonna be things to work on. That's part of the process along the way. But you know, I want them to take away more than just the final outcome of you know, what was on the scoreboard there. If they wanna use that for a certain amount of motivation or that sort of thing, that's up to the individual. Um, we weren't good enough. We didn't get it done. We understand that, but to sit here and say that nothing was good and we didn't do anything well, very very short-sighted and a disservice to everybody and all the hard work uh, from everybody in the organization to yourself to drew to um, the equipment to therapy and I know I always rattle these things off but you know I always get a stand up here but it's not about me it's it's always about we and uh, everybody is disappointed okay that's duly noted but if that's all that we're defining ourselves by is the scoreboard, um, we're going to be a lot more disappointed than we are happy. So we're going to enjoy and celebrate the process of the great things that we did along the way also. Well, it doesn't drive you crazy because you can see improvement in practice. Again, we're privy to what we see daily, the improvement in the classroom, the improvement that we see out on the field. Uh, you want that to transfer on game day and when it doesn't transfer, that becomes the challenging thing. And sometimes, uh, it's different continuity on the field. Sometimes it's a lack of concentration or a lack of focus. Um, it's, not a, it's not a lack of effort. Um, there's times when our execution was extremely high and afforded us opportunities to stay in games, to win games, and that sort of thing. So um, human error, physical mistakes are part of the game. You want to be the team that makes the, the least amount. Um, it's the mental errors that we we continually challenge. I don't have any traditions. I just truly do want to thank. Uh, I want to thank all you guys, everybody that showed up here, um, day in and day out. I know that uh, you know. Thank the fans. Um, you know, it, at the end of the day, everybody but one team has a press conference like this, and it's not fun. And the goal is to win championships, and that will never change here in Hamilton. Um, you know, I just, so again, I just want to, yeah, just thank everybody for their contribution and for sticking with us when it wasn't uh, looking. You know, it, listen, I get it. When you drive home, you want to feel good, and I think we did that uh, more times than not here at home. We just need to do it more consistently. So, you know, in the most simple way, just thank you to everybody and all the supporters.
0: That is the head coach and president of football ops of the Ticats, Orlando Steinhauer. And as always, full scrums available at tycats.ca. Uh, this team has two assistant head coaches. One of them is the defensive coordinator, Mark Washington. And one of them is the offensive coordinator, Tommy Condell. And we caught up with them today. And uh, let's start with uh, Coach Washington. Uh, here's how he was feeling today. After yesterday's loss in the east semifinals in Montreal
2: it's not a fun one uh, it's one it's not the one that we uh, worked hard for and you know we had looked forward to uh, we look forward to moving on and be, be, be preparing for our next opponent right now but uh, we didn't play well enough to to advance and so uh, this is new territory this is a territory that none of us want to be uh comfortable with or get familiar with so. Um, with all things, you reassess everything and and, and look forward to uh, get another opportunity. Um, two things. We want, we want, I want it to sting a little bit still because, and it's going to sting because you realize the finality of it and you understand, like, this hurts and it should hurt because you put so much into it and then the goal wasn't accomplished. But then at the same time to really, you know, we have opp- have an opportunity to go back and reassess everything and to see, at different points of the season this team had opportunities for the wheels to fall off and the wheels didn't fall off and the men stuck together they continued to play hard for one another they played for the person next to them and when you're at at the two-third point of the season you're three and nine and things look really really grim to fight back to put the last third of the season together the way the guys did and then put yourself in a position to go into the playoffs and then you know, to go on the road and make it and, and make a play, and uh, those those are, it's a lot. It's a lot there because easily the wheels could have fallen off. Guys could have turned on one another. Uh, guys could have just packed up and did whatever they wanted to do, but they didn't. That didn't happen. And I think that's a, a great testimony when it comes to the culture that has been built here, um, from from oh all the way for, from from that matter from Caretaker Bob all the way down. You know, guys care for one another. They they the logo means something, and they want to play for that. And uh, man, we're extremely proud of that. But we got guys that played extremely hard, guys that their effort was relentless. They they never stopped that. Uh, guys who wanted to get better every week, guys who wanted to improve, guys who wanted to put their best out on that field, guys who wanted to play physical and and, and make sure that they did their part, put their brick in the wall when it comes to being uh, the, this installment of the Ticat defense. Growth, growth. If I, if I could sum it up, growth. He grew in so many areas of his life and in his game, and and at this point of his career, he's he's blooming right at the right at the right time. I mean, he is moving forward. I mean, when it comes to his leadership, you know, he he came came to the team and he's sort of feeling his way through and everything like that. Now he understands, like, whoa, I'm the Mike linebacker. I'm 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 the one with the mic, you know. And, and he's, he's grasped that role and he's taking it, and guys are following. And then his performance on the field. Also matches that, his preparation before the game. And, um, I mean, you should hear him. He's calling out plays. He understands formations and all these type of things. So growth. Growth is uh, is what I see from uh, from Javon.
0: That is the defensive coordinator and assistant head coach of the Hamilton Tire Cats, Mark Washington, as we caught up with him during locker clean-out day. And we'll have more from uh, more players throughout the week. But for today's show, uh, we're taking a look at the coaches and talking to the coaches. And um, we had a chance to catch up with the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach, Tommy Condell. And here's how he was feeling this morning.
3: Well, anytime when it closes and finishes the season, no matter, you know, if it's a great Cup or a playoff or a regular season, you know, it automatically abrupt stops. And uh, the day in the life of a football coach totally changes, so it's never easy. You know, I'm surely my wife and kids are not even, you know, they have their ship all ready to rock and roll and i i'm gonna go upset that now but uh you know uh, especially for the players and uh for the for the owners and everyone and the fans we wish we could have gone to the Great cup and won it and it always stings that way well every year you know you you stick to your foundational principles and we did that again this year i think anything that you 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 learn it's going to be able to do that over maybe a cigar or something like that and as you as you look and reflect throughout the whole year. But the biggest thing is the core principles that you, you lean on throughout the whole year, and those don't change. I mean, those are foundational. So uh, from a learning sense on those things, that's what you, you lean on. Uh, the sense of learning, that's going to come later on as we look at and see what we could have done from a, any, from a schematic sense, from a personnel sense, anything of that nature. But that goes on from you know, from now until, until uh, training camp of next year. Uh, what
0: are you most proud of of this group of guys you got here?
3: I think the biggest thing is we've always we stayed together. I think we, as a, as a staff, always had a consistent messaging, uh, and we didn't flinch uh, with that consistent approach, with that consistent coaching. Uh, in regards to that, I, th- I think the, the the players felt that, and we continued. Uh, we weren't going to be up and down and go, f- you know, through the I guess you say the vicissitudes of the season, emotional roller coaster. We're not going to do that. You know, we don't do that. And the coaches had to be an example and leaders of that. And we were able to do that. And we were able to turn it around slowly and slowly. And the players continued to do the things that they needed to do. Uh, and, and improved and improved and improved. Uh, and that's the most, uh, I think, the, the biggest thing for this year. You know, I, I will have to go a deep, deep dive on that. I think there's a, numerous things that kind of went into that. It's certainly not from a preparation standpoint. We we had enough times in the we practiced that situation multiple times every day, you know, and and to be able to make those plays, you know, there were times that we didn't make the that those plays. Let us say, make that block, make that catch, make that you know make that uh, make that throw. We didn't, and and that happened and bit us yesterday, you know, especially on some second and downs, uh, getting in towards that. Uh, to be able to make those convertible down the distances, and we didn't get a chance to do that. You know, we're going to look at it and a hard look at it, and i got to look at and We continue to do that for every season, though. You look at it from, hey, what were we asking those players to do? How did they execute? Why didn't they execute and then come from there? Oh, th- those things, when we go back and we evaluated it, uh, there's always going to be, a, from a fundamental sense, that we need to improve upon. Uh, from also a schematic sense of just the processing of information and seeing where that goes. But we'll, we'll start from the you know, fundamentals of the position and then grow on from there and see where the things that he wants to you know, feel, uh, what he feels that he needs to improve upon.
0: And that is the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator of the Ticats, Tommy Condell as we caught up with him after practice day. And you can head over to tiecats.ca or on our various social media channels to uh, hear his full comments with questions and answers, uh, including questions from this man. Our next guest is the Hamilton spectator, Steve Milton, who arrived back from Montreal at 1 a.m. and was still there today uh, for uh, locker clean-out day. And, uh, milty let's start with... This Ticats team, I tried to pose the question a couple of times throughout the day today. Uh, That is, who are the 2022 Hamilton Tirecats? Who were the 2022 Hamilton Tirecats? How will this season be remembered?
4: Yeah, I mean, here's what ends this discussion, Louis. Um, Eight games against the two teams above them. The two teams that will meet for the right to go to the Grey Cup. Lost six. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know that, I mean, that's, that's
0: it I mean it, listen yeah. you look at this team and you know we haven't talked to coach yet maybe at some point we'll hit pause on this and yeah. hear from him on the other side of it but um I mean I keep going back to injuries and where this team was every team has injuries but key injuries at key spots on the football field I feel like
4: well we were talking just before you and I start talking formally here about the first drive uh, in the semifinal game in which there was a run back uh, a very good run back that set the tone Then they haven't given up a ton of those but that speaks to the guys that they were missing uh, on on uh, downfield tackling all year I mean people like Curtis and Newton and Nick Cross and, and, and Ternowski for a great number of, of games and a whole bunch of people that, that made a difference there then uh, they, they really did have a relatively easy first drive. I mean, Trevor Trevor did a great job, of course, but uh, and I, I felt that and he wasn't under pressure until, uh, until basically uh, five minutes into the third quarter, and then he was under pressure the rest of the game. But I think the absence of Dylan Wynn was very, very 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 obvious on that drive and and through much of this game.
0: Yeah, Fletcher too. I mean, maybe yeah. a bit of a surprise from uh, all of us watching and all the talk about stand back, but to yeah. see it not be stand back but Fletcher right. and and gets to get really, yeah.
4: Well, don't and and don't it, it's very much like uh, Sean Thomas Erlington coming in after three West Hills play where you have the counter to the outside type of thing and then the, of course that was the touchdown. Um, the second the second touchdown, yeah. Yeah, 33 yards. Yeah, for- yeah, and and uh uh, good change of pace, and it's very, very difficult. I mean, you know the change of pace is coming. You don't know exactly how, and especially if they do it in a hurry, and especially if both of them happen to be out there, and and then uh, also Fletcher to the outside on those, uh, you know, standing starting on as out there as a wide receiver type of guy. So, uh, I thought it was very well. I think Montreal deserved it. I think they deserved. Uh, I think they deserved to be in. Uh, and conversely, um, if you look at it that way, if you look at it objectively, despite the four. Game run at the end, which was very commendable on Hamilton's part, yeah. uh, but they weren't good enough. Yeah. Simply weren't good enough. That's, I mean, like you said, that that kind of sums up the season
0: when you look at this team.
4: Yep. And then now you have to look at where, what are the components of all that, and how do you change all that, and how do you fix it? And and you have got a long offseason to do that. Um, I think, as again, we wrote, I think as everybody's feeling, it's a great cup. Home year, you're, everybody, a lot of rabid Cat Nation fans, you know, change everything. And, and, of course, you don't need to do that. I mean, you don't really need to do it, nor should you. Yeah. Uh, um, but because there was a lot of good stuff there, just wasn't enough good stuff. I mean, n- not nearly enough good stuff. Um, so they'll have to do some soul-searching here, and we'll see. I mean, some players are going to get offered. offer... You know, as free agents, to, to go somewhere else, they're going to have to bid for them. Some people are will have to determine who they want to keep. They're paying too much in some areas, uh, and uh, what happens with some of the coaches? Some of them might get some offers. You know, some of them may have to, you know, take a hit for what happened here. Because however you slice this, this team finished eight and eleven. Yeah. Not good enough.
0: Not good enough. Um, when you look at uh, guys who will be back, guys who might be back, how different do you see this team looking? I
4: mean, we Different. don't have the list in front of us. But. Yeah, I, I would say probably, you know, what's uh, – championship teams might be – and sometimes they do it on purpose to keep things – you have yeah. to do it for – it's a tough salary cap league. I mean, people yeah. forget this uh, extremely hard ca- salary cap here. It's probably the hardest cap uh, in the NHL are the two hardest caps, and, and they really enforce it. So um, you have to sort of in a way choose where you're going to – so you're always going to lose probably 20%. Even a championship team, I mean, what would impact was 20, 25%. So let's say 20% is the norm. Be a little bit, add a little more because they were up against the cap anyway. So I would say about 30% different. But I don't think you can go too much more different. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: you yeah. know. I mean, well,
4: like we were talking about it, there's There's definitely going to, to break
0: up. up. Well, there's, and there's definitely guys who are going to be – earned who have earned raises. Tim White is the team's nominee for MLP. Oh, sure. Cam Kelly. Yeah. These are guys who finish their second year yeah. and typically after their second year, yeah. Americans coming in, they're I,
4: gonna I paid. think one of the good things is they have a lot of young Canadians. You know some of them were hurt, but a lot of good young Canadians on the second year of the contract and the third and and here's the good news on on one stabilizing factor. And I keep using the word stabilizing, and, the, and and coaches and players object to it, but I, I think it's the correct word, and that's Seth Small. Seth Small. Hmm. That something stabilized the minute he became the guy, and it became obvious after a couple of games that, that he was reliable. Well, he's, he's on the sec, he'll be going into the second-year club option. You think they aren't going to take that option?
0: Yeah, uh, Coulter, again, someone who's coming off a second-year yeah. rookie, yeah. He, he earned his spot on that line. Oh, yeah. Um, and speaking of the offensive line, not a cheap position on the football field. Nope. Beard, Colin Kelly, I mean, those guys. Brandon Revenberg is an East nominee for multiple reasons. I mean, that's a, that's a spot, too. Give,
4: yeah. When you include the depth players they have on that, yeah. um, the extra player or two that they you know need to have, um, uh, there's too much money in the offensive line. I'll be writing about that this yeah. week. All right,
0: well, I'll let you write about it, right. Melty.
4: Um, you mentioned Seth Small. Is there somebody
0: else that really made an impact this season on this team to you that stood out that you weren't expecting?
4: I, I I don't know that impact is the right word but but encouraging in terms of development and um, um, when when uh, Simone went down think yeah, yeah, I think somebody I think is somebody that they knew that that was going to happen just like they knew what they had in Lorenzo Malden and, and but they weren't able to keep him Julian Hauser in like it, I thought he had a great season. You know, I thought yeah, he's just okay. I thought Julian had a, had a had a great season. Um uh Santos Knox yeah. proved to me is a much better player. I kept looking for the flaws and th- they weren't there. He had I, I, I. that's a bona fide. Yeah that's a real bona fide, I think. And and I have to say it was a little surprising for me.
0: All right. Well lights are flashing. Coach is about to enter the room. Milty appreciate your instant analysis today.
4: Okay, thanks, Louie. Bye. <laughs>
0: My thanks to the Hamilton Spectator, Steve Milton, for joining me today. And uh, all season long, uh, that guy has earned at least a couple of days off. Uh, but you can catch his uh, thoughts and musings, as always, in uh, the copy of the Hamilton Spectator or online at thespec.com. All right, my thanks to you for joining us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more end-of-season content for you here on uh, today. Thanks for joining us on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko, hoping you have a great day. Ticast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at TieCats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.